Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and That's all I have. Uh, welcome to this episode of Tights and Fights. This is the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and clarity that it deserves. Um, it is not a gas leak episode. It is, however, at night. Uh, <laughs> it is not a gas leak episode. I am total danscaping Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Kelkmist creature, Woo! Lindsay Kelk. It's yes. me. It's me. It's you. It's you. <laughs> you did it. Yay. All right, so we had another paper. Yay, we had um, another paper view this week, Lindsay. We did. I understand that was a thing that happened. <laughs> did you get a chance to watch it? <laughs> um, so I didn't watch it at the time, and I haven't mm. watched all of it since because my time is precious and finite. Uh, and <laughs> so is my money. Uh, so, yeah, I have seen some of it i have read a lot Mm -hmm. about it uh and i did watch uh dynamite this week so i am here as a respected professional to discuss that pay-per-view that i've kind of seen first off uh what did you like what were your highlights from that the match that i actually just really particularly enjoyed predictably enough was sheeta nyla rose because I like right. Karushita and Nyla Rose. I liked seeing uh, Vicky getting in there with a good old slap. I mean, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, you do know how to do this. This is a good match. You just let two good wrestlers go at each other. Um, and then you show a hint of a story at the end with the Vicky thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is there going to be a story with Nyla and Vicky? And then it's like, nah. <laughs> no, there's not. Not on telly. Not on the Teeves. I don't know if there was anything on Dark because I don't respect it as canon. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, I thought it was a fun match. Dark was, I, Dark was good this week. Dark was good this Dark, week. <laughs> I, I think Dark is always good, but I um, I am in the Hal camp as much as that shocks me to say it. I as AEW's greatest defender when it launched. I don't think I should have to watch a YouTube show to follow. A TV show. Um, so if they're not going to show me, then I'm not. I'm not always going to see it. But I. I mean, I only hear great things about Dark. I only hear good things about Dark. I just. I'm amazed that they managed to fit that many matches into sh- such a short space of time. That's the main thing that I always take away when I see Dark. But um, yeah, as for the as for Full Gear, um, I haven't seen all of the matches yet because I have had an extremely busy week and I, I really wanted to catch up on Dynamite and NXT. Um, but mm. yeah, I expected to love the first match I watched was the Hangman paid um, Hangman Kenny match, which right. I fully expected to be my match of the night, and I was kind of underwhelmed by it a tiny bit. Like it felt short, mm. right? It felt like yeah, it felt a little bit short to me. And a match that's been building one of the few stories they have been telling over a long period of time, kind of felt like a like not enough payoff for me. Like there wasn't enough of the feelings and we know Kenny's got all the feelings I've seen him before this is my thing Kenny is a man who has made of feelings why didn't I have any 
And yes. maybe that's me. Um, but it's I'm not connecting to the story. And maybe it's because like, I, I'm not sure. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm willing to say that this might be a me thing. But I've been waiting so long for Kenny to come back and start doing some yeah. shit. That yeah. it's like, it, it still feels like he's on the show and he's doing yeah. stuff. And that's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted him on the show doing things. Doing stuff. And they did it. They did but it. But I think it was show. a clumsy build. Like, I really do. And I say this with, again, two wrestlers that I love and adore and love to watch, both Adam Page and Kenny Omega. But I think right. it was a clumsy build. Like, they threw in the maybe Hangman's an alcoholic. I don't know. Maybe this is a heel turn. Yeah. We're not sure. What's, Actually, the Bucks are going to turn heel. <laughs> yeah. Is he a drunkity drunk or no? Um, did he turn heel or did the Bucks heel turn supersede his heel turn it, it, I, it just got really lost in the mix that I am not right. sure who his character is anymore and I think no. yeah I think to have a Kenny Adam Page feud you have to have very clearly defined characters they were a tag team they should be on either side of a fence this should be a very clear and easy story to tell and it's kind of gotten lost in the on, on the path to make Kenny number one contender. I feel like they, it should have meant more and it didn't feel like it meant enough to me. Well, and again, and I, I feel like such a broken record. I feel bad that I'm always saying this, but it is one of those things where it's like, they expect us to know things without showing us stuff. And it just yeah. takes a couple of, we, we only need, honestly, I don't need very much. You just need a couple of things. Because um, I don't even know what's going on with that hangman page. Is an alcoholic, was an alcoholic, not an alcoholic? Like, what I is mean, going on with that? I, I don't know if he's in a group. I don't know if he's functioning. I don't know if he's just like, I. me loves a drinky drink. Um, cause Wait, you know a what? group as it's in 20... with a tag team or a group as in with he's <laughs> I mean, I getting the AA, help that he needs? But AA would yeah. be a faction <laughs> in AEW. He would have to have an, AE fa- an a- AEWAA faction. So, I mean... <laughs> He wouldn't be allowed to just go to AA yeah, we love and that like, for him. have it on his own. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, it's 2020. Me love a drinky drink. So maybe they've just accepted that Adam Page is all of us. Um, feels let down by his friend. He's confused as to what he's doing. He doesn't mm. know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He just knows he loves a drink. So maybe in that sense, he's the most relatable wrestler of all of this year. I don't know. I don't <laughs> he's know. He's just coping. They're just yeah. letting him cope. Even that horse died. Mm-hmm. He's got and no on one his now. horse. <laughs> right? Like, Hunter Horse Helmsley passed away. So it's... Um, I'm sorry. That made me... That genuinely made me sad. No, I know. It's very sad because, again, me love the drinky drink. And me love a horsey horse. So I, I didn't feel good about that. I'd like to see him bond with a new horse. <laughs> Equine therapy is a thing, you guys. So... It is. It it's very important. <laughs> So here's one more thing we're talking about from AEW. This is on Dynamite. This is a thing that'll make Lindsay excited. Are you ready for the return of Pac? <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I did get very excited. Um, I may or may not have gone, ooh, really loudly. Um, and Jeff had to come in from the other room because usually when I make noises very loudly about AEW, they are negative noises. Uh, yeah. But it was a happy noise because uh, I love Ben. You all know how much I love Ben. Uh, we're on first name terms. He doesn't know it. But... Um, I love him he so much. He, know, he knows in his heart, and that's all that matters. I'm so happy. I love him so much. I, I'm not I, sure what com- I'm supposed to know about the feud already that they were like, oh, here he goes. Of course he's going after Eddie Kingston. I'm like, is he? Okay. 
What do you mean, um, of but course, I'm, I'm guys? It. Like, I'm, and we follow the indies. It's fine. Whatever. I get Pac. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, I'm happy that he is back and that, of course, like, health. Um, and just he looks for me, great. it's a shot in the arm. He, he, yeah. God, he looks so good. And it is. It's a shot in the arm for me for AEW in terms of, like, um, getting psyched to watch it again. And it's yeah. not like, you know, I, I watch AEW. I enjoy a lot of it. But it's also, like, fucking love Pac, man. I'm so ready for him <laughs> to get in there. Because he's just the and bestest. Just start, and just start twirling on bitches. Um, yeah. And what about the upcoming <laughs> AEW debut of Shaq? Oh, man. Um... I don't know how to feel. It's like, oh, you 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 got Pat McAfee. Well, we got Shaq, and I'm like, oh, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. You know who, uh, <laughs> you, you know I, who I want to hear from? I want to hear uh, from from uh, a Lakers fan himself, Mr. Julian Burrell. Julian, <laughs> how do you feel about Shaq coming into these? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I think it's a bad idea. I, I, Shaq belongs in the cartoony, silly world yeah. of of WWE, where he can like be tall with the Big Show, and AEW doesn't have as many tall guys. They can just nope. be big and tall around. I just don't like it at all. Ugh. It's weird. I mean, it's if, if weird. Lost, and if you've lost Julian Burrell on a Lakers thing, like, you are fucked. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, shout out to Tony Khan. I, I don't know what you were thinking putting out on Twitter before the show that, like, ooh, it's going to be something that takes uh, AE, that takes wrestling uh, to the next level. I mean, or maybe uh, the next level of wrestling that they were bringing was the Jade Cargill Brandy showdown. Maybe that's was what he was referencing, that... Okay, really okay. quite we're, shocking. We're gonna... I mean, I'm going to hand over to you, Daniel. This is really... You, you're going to have to take the wheel on this one because um, I saw yeah, Black Wrestling gonna... Twitter go crazy. I have so many thoughts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about them now. First of all, look, we all code switch, and code switch is the term for you talk a different way in front of your community than you do in front of people outside of your community. Um, it is a thing that you hear me do on this podcast like water. One second I talk like this, the next I talk like that. That's code switching. You hear Julian do it. Like, it's a very common thing. Less Julian because he's always at work. Uh, uh, Mama Radford <laughs> can get away with it. Um, but so... A big thing is um, you want to quote unquote code switch like that's great. Like fucking that's awesome. You're a blackity black. You get that. But just this thing of like, okay, so it's these two black ladies fighting over fucking Cody, first of all. Not that Cody's not hot, but it's just like, all right, dude, like whose Pornhub fucking fantasy is this? I don't like it. <laughs> Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Your dizzy ass up here looking real confused, so let me spell this out for you. You up in my house, smacking your gums at my man, and now you my problem. Like, why do you bring these talented women in and have them fight over a man? And then you have two women in, you're able to pass the Blackdale test, but you don't because it's all about a dude. I don't know if that's a real thing. That's what I call it. You're able to pass the Blackdale test. It is now. It's canon. (laughs) And you can't because, yeah, you're too busy talking about a man. And then, you know, Brandy's over here calling her Heffa and all this other stuff. And I just like, look, there's not enough. Hmm. 
it's hard because you don't want to be like, you don't get to do this. But when it comes to a show where it's like, there still aren't enough women, there's still a lot of your best black women are on dark. Like you don't have, you know, I, I don't like that all of a sudden it, it, it's, it looks like Brandy decides it's time to go ghetto and then goes ghetto because she's with another black woman. And I just, I, it is not, frankly, let's be really real. It's not something a lot of these companies have earned. I don't want to say that it's AEW no. in general, because like when Sasha was doing the ratchet stuff that made me kind of like, or when at least when they were calling her ratchet, that made me cringe too. Um, but at least like with a lot of her stuff, it was like, okay, well she is the performer. Like she's making the decisions to do a lot of these things. So that's fine. Um, and they dropped the ratchet thing pretty quickly, but I just don't, I, I don't like that this woman had to come and, and have her debut and all of a sudden it becomes like, well, we went from you being, you know, th like these super talented, you know, you're this super great wrestler, but now we're going to have you come in and it's all about being blackity black and we're going to call you a heifer. Like, I don't like it. It was ugly in a lot of different ways. I mean, like I say, it's it's difficult for me to speak to because it's not my place to speak to it. But I saw a lot of people talking about issues where that very specific portrayal of a black woman plays into a lot of negative stereotypes. Which, Angry black woman. I don't yep, like it. Which is a big chunk of the wrestling audience thinks that is all black women. So to have, yep. to put two black women front and center on your show, give them this amazing spotlight and then demand or even if it's not demand, maybe it was Brandy's idea. I don't know, but whoever's idea it was to make that, be the portrayal of them when that is usually not how they portray themselves plays right. into very negative stereotypes which plays into the hands of people who wish to perpetuate the myth that that is how all black women will behave if you give them you know like give her a chance that's how that's what she's really like you know she puts on this fancy veneer but that's who she really is and that is right. very fucking damaging extremely and damaging Brandy's not going to take the time to explain what fucking code switching is. Like, she's not no. going to take the time to be like, it just becomes like, you know, at any moment, those guys were waiting for like, oh, one of them's going to rip up the other one's weave. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look at I these genuinely thought and, like, that Jade's wig was coming off because Jade's wig was not well laid. And I, I love her and it was a pretty yeah. color and it looked nice on her. But you could see the edges. It was I'm like, that wig's coming off. So I was very relieved Under the that lights, zero wigs difficult. were snatched. Yeah, I was very, very pleased that no wigs were removed. Uh, by Jade or Brandy, like that was, that was. I was like, if that happens, I'm I'm gonna have to turn it off. So that was a relief. Yeah, that. But it was rough, yeah, not, and on uh, an episode that had thing. so many women in in the episode, and so many women of color on the episode. I'm like, oh, like you give us what we want, but but you don't know. It's that old. I hate to say his name, that old Sam Roberts thing of saying, you know, mm -hmm. you went to the restaurant for the potatoes because you heard the potatoes were amazing, and then they gave you French fries. And they were like, what do you want? It's still potatoes. And it's like, but it's it's not, it's not what I want. It's not what I wanted, but I'm going to keep coming back until I get the potatoes because I, sir, I'm a fool. Uh, but, you know, like, there, there were, I guess there were positives. There were a lot of women on Dynamite this week. Oh, I was there just about to ask you. Uh, because yeah, that is a very a good segment. <laughs> Lindsay Kelk, what happened? This week on the women's division. Um, there were a bunch of women. There was there was 
the one match um, but there were a bunch of ladies and it was like 9.27 on the dot uh, or like but, but I don't know what time it's on 9.27 uh, yeah. on the dot of course um, uh, there weren't necessarily super positive portrayals of the ladies um, as we've just discussed one such portrayal of the ladies um, we then had to sit through JR explaining that Ali had run up all of uh, QT's I, credit cards. Oh, I and hate that, it. Oh, and then I dumped him so because much. she'd got him into so much debt that she's now binned him off. But I'm like, I'm going to need further exposition on that, JR. Did she go back to the Butcher and the Blade because they have fresh credit limit? Did she decide that she would now start using her own credit cards? Did he give the credit cards willingly? Is this a lie that he has told people to explain why she has dumped his ass to go back to wearing a fun mask? Because sometimes a fun mask is enough. Um, it is enough. It's bullshit storyline. It's bullshit misogynistic storyline. I hate it. Uh, that was a thing. And then we had a match, which is actually kind of a long match between Ty Conti and Velvet Sky with um, Anna Jay trying to lure Ty into the Dark Order for reasons that mm. remain not. She's like, they're best friends. I'm like, cool. Um, is that a good enough reason? I'll take it. I don't know. I'll... Yeah, uh, the match was fine. It felt like a developmental match, but they are developmental mm. talent to an extent. Yes. You know what I did think, which made me very happy, is um, with Velvet Sky, I get mega Alicia Fox vibes. And that makes me so happy. I love her so much. <sighs> Just the way she holds her body and the way she was holding Ty in the corner with her foot. And like, like, I love that split stance hold. She wasn't wasn't very high, but she'll get to that. She's got really long limbs. She's got a real presence uh, that I love that just gives me real Fox. And then that made me think they should get Alicia Fox onto AEW. And then, and um, then I fell down they, that Look, path. Cameron, Cameron's back, so there's really no reason why. <laughs> And speaking it would of honestly, Alicia Fox type, so I'm putting someone, I'm putting someone over for for that uh, on uh, that gave some real Alicia Fox vibes uh, as well that I'm going to put over. Uh, Excellent, you're going to love it. Oh, I'm uh, excited. But yeah, I, that I know like, I, I almost did sent it to you, me, and I was like, no, I want her. <laughs> you want my cold reaction? Um, but yeah, I just the match wasn't great. The match wasn't perfect, but I. I am really excited as to where she goes if she gets the right training and the right development. And um, I, I just like, I just really love the way she carries herself and holds herself. And I think there's potential yeah, in her me too. that I hope we actually get to see <laughs> developed as opposed to the rest of the women's division, which we don't see shit. But, you know, it's, they all, there were a bunch of ladies got paid this week. So, yay. Yay for yeah, that. Yeah, we like when ladies get paid. I'm very excited about that. Okay, we're going to go over really quick um, before we close the segment out. We have got a new champion on NXT. We've got Johnny Gargano. Decided to put his North American title on the line against Leon Ruff. And Ruff won. Yeah. I was not... Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind those. I like when... No. I like when wrestling reminds us that there's stakes to wrestling. Like, please right? do that more. And you didn't please know it was going to happen, there but stakes. it happened. Like, Mm-mm. oh my God. Remember when you didn't know something was going to happen and then it happened and it was a wild and exciting day in your life? That was what happened yeah, it's there. Yeah, like really exciting. I like those. They and it was funny. So While still remembering other things, they, they could do both, <laughs> I've heard. I, well, I mean, my expectations are low on anyone in wrestling being able to do both. You know, like literally anyone that works for WWE or AEW is forbidden from ever using the meme of like, get you a man that does both because 
No. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was fun. Like I, Johnny, it was so I love much crazy fun. Johnny. I love upset, angry Johnny. Um, I really loved the Candace Tony Storm match. I'm loving badass Candace. Uh, I I enjoyed it. It was oh, fun. Yeah. A good time uh badass again badass candace is what i was hoping for from the instant that she got in that ring because that is the candace that i have always known and loved was like yep. crimson mask candace like badass candace and so yeah yeah like give me give me that good good stuff and yeah again uh, i i it's nice to be pleasantly surprised um and i got that i can't really like nxt yeah. is just a, it's a they're doing show. a really they're doing a really really good job of carrying it in Finn's absence like I haven't felt the loss mm. of the mate of the championship with Finn being out uh and I think I think it was the right decision I know there was a real debate around should he be stripped of the title because he's not gonna be able to defend it for so long but having yeah. just taken the title off someone for injury I think it was actually the right call to keep it on him and the rest of the roster is strong enough to carry it for now like let mm. EO take center stage and be the main champion like keep all of these shenanigans with the north american championship i have no issue with this we have pat mcafee out here dropping these insane promos every week like i'm i'm busy watching that so it's fine it's so weird and also yeah no more title stripped from 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 him like no, he's been he's had his title stripped. Let him keep his he's title. He's had his title stripped. No more. If you must strip All something, right. strip his clothes. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't worked or out for Pat nothing. McAfee. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about the only thing more real than wrestling: reality wrestling shows. Up next on Tights and Fights. I, I can remember as, as a child thinking it was odd that here was this can full of meat. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on my show Bullseye, David Letterman on shame, regret, and canned hams. Is this the best delivery version of, of pork? That's this week on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I am joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. Yay! This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Oh! Holy shit! By the time you hear this, the latest season of Total Bellas will be in full swing. Lindsay, catch us up on where the last season left off and what you're looking forward to from this season. <sighs> I feel as though I no longer know the line between Total Bellas and Nikki and Bree's Instagram. So I was very confused and couldn't remember because I'm pretty sure the last episode of Totes Bells was when Nikki got on the back of Autumn's motorcycle and rode a... No, it wasn't. I was thinking it was. That wasn't. Mm. I'm lying. Totes Bells last season had Autumn in because they went and looked at engagement rings. I have completely erased an entire season of Totes Bells from my brain. Oh my God, 2020, you monster. So I choose well, to believe it was when they rode away. that they do on Instagram. 
Yeah, but they did a whole season with Autumn because now I'm remembering uh, it opened when she was like, yeah, I got on his motorcycle and teased that maybe I was dating him, but here he is living in my house, lol. Um, because the only thing that And Tote also Spells, pregnant and also babies. Yes, yeah, Spells cannot keep up with the pace at which the Bellas live their life because they don't live by a reality TV show cycle. They live on an Instagram cycle. And that's fast, y'all. That's fast. Um, so yeah, That's fast that was and the- furious. They live their, mi- their lives a quarter <laughs> mile at a time. Well, I mean, they are keen to get into the franchise, so it makes sense that, like, you know, you do the job you want before you get it. Uh, that's and right. And that's, that's how you get it. Um, so, yeah, we left them uh, with Artem ready to propose and uh, Brie getting knocked up. Everyone get Everyone's getting knocked up. Everyone's getting married. Uh, birdies running around. There's dogs. You know, it's classic. It's classic Bell situation. Um, but we're coming back to them, finding them pregnant. And from the teaser that I saw, Nikki no longer understanding or recognizing her own vagina, which I think is a really beautiful place to come back to the show. You know, it's just so um, classically Bella. Is let's talk about how dumb they are. <laughs> and then let's and, and and also they are very horny and so it's like the classic one-two punch and obviously like they know what they're doing they're doing the jessica simpson thing where they're not dumb they know that dumb gets ratings like they know exactly what they're doing they I are know very they're not smart dumb. business women oh no they're I'm very smart audience. business women but i'm like <laughs> i will never forget that one you know when they would do the little cutaway scenes like right after or before a commercial that was nothing to do yes. with the show and i'm remembering that one where they were sat debating whether or not a whale was a fish and like nikki was like yeah. it's not a fish because it has babies and brie was like no i'm pretty sure it's a fish and i'm paraphrasing and <laughs> may have gotten this mixed up but they came down after debating it that it was in fact a fish and it's like how are you having this conversation where you're genuinely debating it but you came up with the wrong answer um but as brie has explained Look, to us ca- yeah well brie's explained there to is- us that they are very smart for half brain babies because as <laughs> twins they only have half brains <laughs> not like full brain babies and this again was delivered in all seriousness that they were like, but we're twins <laughs> so we only are half brain babies which I may Look, or may not are... refer to my twin husband as a half-brained baby <laughs> for many, many, many months until he asked me not to. Um, there are different but, kinds of intelligence. Like there's kinetic yeah. intelligence where you have educated feet. Um, but yeah, I mean, for half-brained babies, they're very savvy businesswomen. That's what I know. <laughs> That's what I know. Would that we were all such savvy businesswomen out here with our full brains. One of these days. Some days. Um so are there any other wrestling reality shows that you watch or that you used to watch, whether that's Miss uh, and Mrs., Tough Enough, back in the day? I watched Legends House, and I regret it. Um, <laughs> Never regret, it was Danielle. Just, if you learn it, something, you shouldn't regret. I learned that old wrestlers are sad, and we have to take care of them as yeah, much no, as we enough. can. Yeah, that's what I, I, I learned. I say, like, if you learn something, don't regret it, unless the thing that you learned was, in fact, regret, in which case, you, that's fair. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't I watch Legends House. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, I did watch Tough Enough, uh, the last season of Tough Enough that aired on uh, USA, where Paige suddenly became a, um, a judge because a person was so horrible that he had to be removed. Um, mm-hmm. And um, 
like, but he's back now. So maybe they, I don't know, do they have to go back and revisit those tough enough calls that were made in his absence since they decided he was not a decent enough human to be a judge, but then they decided he was. Um, Reinstated, probably. (laughs) Maybe, although in fairness, maybe then we wouldn't have got ZZ going so far. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But uh, yeah, I loved Tough Enough and I have watched some Ms. and Mrs. It veers slightly too close to the Chrisley world for me, personally. A little close, yeah. It flies a little close to that Chrisley wind on its wax wings. Um, <laughs> I, I mix in my metaphors and I'm into it. Um, and of course, I love loves me some Tote Steves, uh, the precursor of Tote Bells. I do love some Tote Steves, although I, they find it so much harder to rustle up genuine drama these days, I find which just suggests to me they're picking the wrong cast members because I know it's in them. And I think it's also like everyone, they're writing, again, we've talked about this, it's the three kayfabes. Uh, it's the free, three kayfabes of Christmas. There's kayfabe past, kayfabe <laughs> present, and kayfabe future. No, but it is definitely that thing of it's like they've got the wrestling kayfabe and then they've got Toadsty's kayfabe and then they've got like their own lives. And so it winds up being really, really, I think, difficult for them to balance which one of which they're going to do at any given time. And yeah. sometimes Toad Steve's wants to be wrestling, and sometimes it wants to be its own reality show that acknowledges that wrestling is fake while also being fake. And I think it can get very confusing. It's a did lot. Did you ever watch uh, Wags? Wags? Atlanta? I did, I did not watch Wags. Uh, I didn't watch the one with Brandy, and I didn't watch the show with Kelly Kelly either when she was wagging it up. Because she was on WAGs, right? And was Brandy on WAGs Atlanta? Uh, Yeah. So many WAGs. Bunch of WAGs. Um, I I remain WAGless. And that's that's fine, I think. I think I tried to watch one episode of Atlanta and Brandy just wasn't on it. So I was like, I'm not coming back for episode two. If she's not on episode one. Because we were both like, we're going to watch this. And then both of us were like, she's not on it. Yeah. My feeling is that she probably wasn't terribly interesting in a reality show sense she's happily married they don't have kids there's no drama and i think this is one thing that i've learned from totes deves is people you think might be great aren't because they're not good at manufacturing drama i think it must be wrestling is wrestling and all things are wrestling like our entire politics is wrestling right now like the fucking president thinks he's in an i quit match when he's already been disqualified (laughs) um so that's confusing uh it's like the 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 ref has called it sir it's time for you to leave the ring you are not curtis axel get out the rumble um but uh yeah i think it's really difficult to manufacture that drama and live with it like you can manufacture drama in the ring for an hour each week for the for your three minute segment but it's hard to live it and tote steves requires so much more of you like you look at people who should have been naturals like you look at lana and rusev on total divas oh my god yeah who on the surface were creating great TV because she was all drama all the time, but they ended up getting booted from the show because they were testing so poorly with the audience because it was just too much. People couldn't stand her. Like, she was way too much. Well, because she picked, because they didn't have drama between them, she picked the, like, I'm going to be the drunk, crazy blonde. And there's a line, because we all liked Brie Mode, for for a bit it's like funny and whatever but there was a line that they didn't cross and then even with summer ray there's like um summer ray was an antagonist but she wasn't 
irritating. She was bitchy, yeah. and there's a difference. Yes, Whereas and you can Mona only be like, the yeah. You can only be the antagonist on this kind of a show for a certain period of time. You have a shelf life if you are the antagonist yep. on a reality show. You see this. I don't watch a bunch of reality shows. My one true love will be Vanderpump Rules forever and ever, which I started watching before I moved to LA because I was like, let me check this out. And I'm like, oh, this oh, yeah. is what I'm coming to. They're the worst people on earth. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that is terrible now because there's no drama and they tried to bring in new drama and they tried to bring in new antagonists and it doesn't work. But to There's be no the Heather villain, Locklear of reality except for no, like, New it's York. It's like you look at the Vanderpump, uh, not Vanderpump Rules, but look at like Lisa Vanderpump on Real Housewives. So, for example, she was a beloved cast member for years and years and years. She was like everyone's fave. And then they right. decided to make her into a villain, and then she left because she didn't like it, is my summary of Real Housewives. Um, but the, you you just don't have the shelf life of just being the constant villain. They have to recycle. So you have to be the good guy to be the bad you know, it is like wrestling. You've got to be the you've got to be a great yeah. face to make a great heel, or you've got to be a great heel to make a great face. Um, and that's I would think why when you look at who has had the longest tenure on Total Divas, it's people who have never really played the villain. So you've got Natalia, yes. uh, you've got Naomi who went out but came back, and, and she was kind of still around because they were boring. Yeah, they're not boring because uh, you've got like the Bellas because love. they're never the Bellas are never fully evil like whatever i know a lot of people like don't care for them and a lot of people think they've done bad things for the business shut up yeah uh but like then they're, they're never portrayed as the villains on the show we, summer ray was a villain she had to go carmella was a villain and then she had to go and she mm-hmm. did come back but she was still kind of a villain naya comes and occasionally plays the villain role you know it's and, and it doesn't sit well when she does it no. feels forced mm-hmm. um now with that it's face, fascinating. Nowhere. No, exactly. She's too pretty. She's too pretty. Well, so you bring up a good point because um, we talk about how Toad Steve's and Toad's Bells, that series, helped bring a lot of the women, especially obviously the Bellas, um, to new eyes. It did make them mainstream. Um, so how do you think the format of reality TV speaks to audiences in a way that normal wrestling TV doesn't, even though they are the same thing? Because it appeals to people that don't want to watch the wrestling part of wrestling. They want to watch the soap opera part of wrestling, which is... Yeah. There are so many people at home going, no, but I'm like, yeah, that's a good 50 to 75% of your wrestles at any given point, especially WWE. Um, It it just takes out the ring part and leaves you with the drama. And lots of people are attuned to it now. Like That's why all of these wrestlers are going by their own names on social media now. I was trying to find Tyler Breeze's Instagram profile yesterday after we were discussing his pets. Um, and I couldn't remember what his name was because it's not Tyler Breeze and it's just like, mm, gorgeous. But also like he goes by his real name on Insta now. And that's yep. becoming so common. They're all going by their real names and saying like the name of the character on, t- on wrestling, which is even five years back, that would have been unheard of. That would have been forbidden. But they're all prepping and like getting ready for a life outside the ring and living yep. this semi-reality show life on Instagram. Like Carmella and Graves had a podcast. I don't know if they still have a podcast when he like because he kept saying he didn't want to fuck her and she got really mad about it. Uh, but like I don't know if they're still doing that. that. Yeah. But it appeals to those people that like love to watch it on the gram. It's also they're very glamorous women, which plays into that. How Beverly Hills housewife world. They travel a lot. They've all got designer stuff. They live this wild, crazy life that's very aspirational. And you still get the fights. Yeah, like you still yeah. get the slaps in the face. You still get the champagne yeah. to the face. 
yeah, you still get to see Brie lose a shoe in New Orleans. Like, that's still fun. And it's just a it's just a hook to hang. I mean, it really is just a hook to hang a reality show on. Like, you watch Ms. and Mrs. They don't need to be wrestlers to have that show. It's no longer about them being wrestlers. I mean, she isn't and he barely is. Um, but it's, it's about their dynamic and their character. But you have to hang it on something. And that's the hook mm-hmm. that you bring people in with. And now it's just the wacky adventures of Mike and Maurice in their $6 million estate in Thousand Oaks, which I wouldn't watch mm. the wacky adventures of Mike and Maurice in their $6 million yeah. mansion in Thousand Oaks because who's going to Thousand Oaks? It's far. But I will watch The Miz dick around with his missus. Like, that sounds fun. Yep. But it's the same show. They tricked me. They tricked me. They Sly. tricked you. Well, so why do you think that so many wrestling fans are so dismissive of reality shows? For me... I think it's like they see it and they're like, I think it's like anything else. I think the things that are marketed towards women are automatically denigrated and treated yeah. like it's less than and it's not real. And it's like, I've seen the dumb shit you dudes watch. It's all <laughs> dumb shit all the way down. We're all we're all watching stupid shit and we're all watching stupid shit all the time. But I think that like that's to me that's what it is is like anything that is designed for women anything that is designed for young women is immediately like treated as though it is the lowest not even the lowest form of entertainment it is like below the ground it is like to the molten core of the earth because we hate women that much Hi, I write romance novels. Um, uh-huh. Yes, I was. My first response was just going to be misogyny, um, but you, you covered it in much more detail. And I know people balk at that. And I've had this conversation about my books, and I've had it about wrestling, and I've had it about reality shows over and over and over, um, because it creases me that there are certain portions of the audience that will defend wrestling to the hilt they will defend it with their dying breath as to why it isn't beneath other people and why it shouldn't be frowned upon and why it should be acknowledged and appreciated and accepted as an art form but then they'll look at a reality show starring wrestlers and be like but that's dumb um it's partly like everyone likes to have a whipping boy everyone wants to blame that and be that thing's my thing's not not bad because that thing's bad my thing's better than that thing yes that thing is worse that That thing. thing is worse than this thing People love to have a thing to shit on to compare it, but also you nail you hit nail head hit hello Danielle like it's made for women and therefore it's less than it isn't. We look at it across all culture. If it's made for women, it must suck. Uh, if it's about yep. feelings and it's for the ladies, it's not for me. And it's like, have you tried it? Did did you try it? And if you tried it and you were like, yep. Not for me. I don't want to watch Brie getting shit-faced uh, and losing a shoe. Firstly, you're a fool. You're a fool to yourself. And secondly... Damn fool. Also, well, and also, fine, fuck you. Like, lots of things are made for boys that I don't love, but I'm not going to walk around and be like, this is lame and it's pathetic and I hate it and you're dumb for enjoying it. Like, no, it's not for me. It's for you. And that's nice. Please enjoy this thing that's for you. I'll enjoy this thing that's for me. Let us all come together mm. in the middle and celebrate with the journey of chocolate to milk. I just, I don't understand why we need to, like, hate a thing to Look, love another thing. I'm never... America? I'm never going to watch the fucking... Yeah, I'm never going to watch the fucking poker tournament. I'm just never going to do it. It's <laughs> never going to happen. I'm never going to... I'm not going to say if that's a man or a woman thing. I'm just going to say for me, simply... I will never do it. It looks like the most boring thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. But Jeff spent four hours one day it. watching the National Cornhole Championships and he's from the South <laughs> and that's cool and he should do that. But I'm like, you know what, baby, yes. with love, 
not for me. I, it's not for me to watch when it was like, Martin is 17, attends community college in Asheville, North Carolina, and works <laughs> part-time at a Pet Boys. Like, that's awesome for Martin <laughs> and for Pet Boys, because it seems like they got a real good kid working there part-time on Saturdays. But I'm like, it, I, it, I didn't care for it. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to leave you to watch this and I'm going to go do my thing. I didn't stand in the middle of the room and go, this is dumb and you should turn it off now. Yeah. No. Because it's not dumb. It's someone else's thing. And if Totes isn't your thing, like, cool. But you can't deny the impact it's had on the audience. You can't deny the impact it had on Look. raising the profile of the women on the main show. And if it weren't for Tote Steve's, I wouldn't have accidentally tapped on an Instagram live earlier today where Nikki was being interviewed by Katherine Schwarzenegger. And I genuinely thought I'd fallen over and was having some sort of episode. Because I'm like, where's the connection here? But um, Maybe you did. That was a thing maybe that happened. They go to that- yeah well i don't i don't i can't think together. about that maybe know. they go to that crazy church together i can't bear it because then <laughs> i'd have to stop watching nikki things and it's it's a bad but time so yeah that's definitely i'm sorry you were talking about um cornhole just like cor- cornhole <laughs> but no but just like let, letting people enjoy their own thing letting them enjoy um watching what they watch sorry i had a train of thought there and then i literally thought about them going to that awful church and everything that was in my brain i had very smart points and then it all just listen to a podcast all about that church today and it's i mean honestly it's a miracle that we're doing this podcast at all julian because it's all i want to talk about it's all i want to talk about oh i feel like i feel like um i feel like in uh, roger rabbit where he takes the shoe and puts it in the dip i'm just (laughs) it drained me of everything oh but here's something that'll bring us back so oh here we go I got it. What I was going to say is, is like, um, so our friend, friend of the pod, Darnell, um, was posting because people were kind of talking about, I don't remember the context, but like, I'm sorry, y'all, when it comes to impact on the industry and people and mainstream impact, not just obviously like there's a difference, but when it comes to mainstream impact in the industry, I'm sorry, the Bellas as a tag team are one of the most important tag teams of all fucking time. And you just kind of have to swallow it and take it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just kind of no, have to swallow No, I've had and take this. It. I um there's so I heard this rumor that there were these other wrestling podcasts and uh in order to find out whether or oh. not that might be true, That's I cool. went on one of them to discuss my four horsewomen uh and I chose the Bellas as my tag team and there was even I've talked about this before there was a total whiff of like what from the host even though he was hosting producing and creating a podcast about women wrestling fans and women wrestlers. Um but I'm like, if you can't objectively look at the Bellas and their impact on the industry, take away their early work. Take Don't take it away. Because, like, look at their work as a whole. Look at how they improved. Look at the effort and they put in. And look at what in. was happening. Look, look at what was happening they, in yeah, the business, context too. Is like, key, that, thing, that doesn't friends. happen. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Come on. No, it's wild. Um, but the the idea that anyone could look at the Bellas and just be like, yeah, they just suck and they suck and they did terrible things and they're, they're the worst thing that happened. I'm like... Dude, as a lady, uh, they are one of my favorite things that ever happened to wrestling because they came up with the idea for Tote Steves. Uh, and if they had not kicked that door open, I, I know they did negative stuff. I know allegations have been made and things have been proven. I know Maurice, don't don't get mad at me. I might need to buy a house from Maurice one day. So I don't want to, not her like multi-million dollar mansion, but like one of the no. houses that she flips in Flip Reseda. Houses, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> all over Reseda and Northridge. You, you do it, Maurice. You go, girl. Um, but 
you know she's got at least one water bottle that says you go girl on it so i feel okay saying oh that. you know she does live laugh yeah. love at she least probably has one. a girl boss oh she is yeah she is a goal getter and you know it um oh, yeah. but yeah rise and I grind just, like <laughs> maurice i do love her um I love her but so you can't much. look at them and and not say they are famous people nikki even more so than brie like she did dancing with the stars she is engaged to Thank autumn you. who is on it right now she has all of the instagram followers she's selling shit on instagram she's selling me ruggables so i know she's famous um and people who do not know wrestling know her people know her and they don't know what she did before she seems so happy so out of ever and and this is for me i'm saying pie in the sky whatever you want what wrestler do you think deserves their own reality show i know for me the reality show that i want to see more than anything is a fucking samoan dynasty show (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yes, because they're also awesome when they're on Tote Steves. Whenever yes. uh, Trinity and her husband and family and the rest of them are ever on Tote Steves, I'm very into it. Uh, I'd like to know more about Roman's family. He seems like a great family guy. I think that could be cute. Um, and then I would the want to know if like Samoa Kanye Joe is allowed the... to come on. Oh. <laughs> like, would he be allowed to come on in. for special episodes? He could be the spinoff. But yeah, that's why. It could I be like Total Joe. Like, yeah, like... Total Joes. Because you'd have Total Samoans and then you'd have Total Joes as the spinoff. And it would be so lovely. I love that. I love that. But yeah, no, like that's, like I said, The Rock is like their Kanye where it's just like sometimes he's there and then all of a sudden you turn a corner and like he's gone. He's just like back into the distance. He's gone. (laughs) It's really hard for me to choose because I, it's really hard to know who would be good because I look at someone like Adam Cole who I love and wouldn't I love to see an Adam Cole, Britt Baker reality show where mm. brothers, sisters come together. Um, but I bet they would be really boring because he seems like a nice dude. Um, and that's yeah, what they happens seem like they're all just the in time. They, yeah. yeah, I want to see... You know, I mean, obviously, the New Day reality show uh, biggie would be amazing biggie's made uh cameos on tote steves and he has been exceptional i want a dating show i want a biggie like a shot at love a shot at love with biggie (laughs) instead of like time for love with biggie um yes i would watch that (laughs) he should be the next bachelor i'm saying it i'm saying it and i will divorce jeff in order to apply Not because I really want to marry him, but just because I think he's the best and he deserves all of our support. Like, I just think he's the absolute best. Imagine if Biggie was The Bachelor. I want him to be the... Now it's the only thing I want. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about any other... 2020, you owe us. Any other wrestlers that have been on there. You owe us Biggie as The Bachelor. Batch E, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that the WWE isn't just doing it themselves is is mind-blowing to me. Because he would... I feel like he would do it. They hoard him out to Natty's sister on Total Divas. And he just did not bat an eyelid. And it's like, you know, they were like, you don't really have to go on a date with him. He's like, no, it's cool. (laughs) It's it's fine. Just rolling with the punches. I travel with these guys Uh, all day long. Sure, I'll go out on a date with a pretty lady. So if you guys have any thoughts on what we've discussed, go ahead and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things in the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. 
It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch catch the wave. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. Welcome back to Tides and Bites. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over? I would like to put over all of the wrestlers uh, selling stuff for the holidays. Uh, so the holidays are oh. coming. I don't know if you know this. There's been a few commercials. Uh, I've got a Christmas tree behind me right now. But the holidays, they are coming. Uh, and it's going to be a really rough Christmas and a really rough holiday season for a lot of people, uh, including the delivery services, who have so much more to ship than they usually have to ship. So if you were considering oh, supporting God, yeah. a wrestler by buying merch for someone you love this holiday season, and I strongly recommend that you do because a lot of independent wrestlers particularly have had their income slashed this year. Mm. Uh, so I think that's a really great present. If there is a wrestler that you love, um, you could go to their store and you could buy some of their stuff and give it to somebody that deserves it and wants it or doesn't want it. Screw them. They get what they're given. Um, but I just think it's something we should put our minds to early this season because I just keep getting lots of emails from big companies saying shop early or we might not get you the stuff and the little indie wrestlers do not have the marketing budget to send out mail blasts saying please shop early I am one person sat in an apartment in Indiana trying to mail you t-shirts so yeah I'm just saying get ahead of the game uh, check out your fave indie wrestlers store and buy some stuff uh, if you if you've got it in your budget to be buying holiday gifts this year, let's boost up the indie community and do it there. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Speaking of someone um, on AEW Dark, I saw and I believe this is the first time I've saw the saw him. Uh, Starboy, Ashton Star is amazing. Um, I I I don't even want to spoil it by like surprising you or by, by like describing anything or whatever. Lindsay Kelk, I need you to I will put this in chat later, not right now. Um or I will <laughs> I will send this in the group chat. I need you to watch this and tell me what you think. Talk about Alicia fucking Fox, talk about Naomi, talk about fucking Sunny Kiss, talk about like all of these amazing I my mind was completely fucking blown. Um, Ashton Star will be a star um, with his long locks and his great beard and his amazing fucking just everything. So good. Um, so if you get a chance to check out that match on Dark, this is not a horny thing. Like he's just really fucking good. So if you get a chance to check out that match on Dark, um, I welcome you to it. Julian, sometimes you have things to put over. Did you have anything today or... Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, this is actually a follow-up from uh, last week where we learned how to properly pronounce Mustafa Ali's name correctly after uh, he finally decided to go public with that. It turns out that according to a tweet that I will link in our show notes, 
this has been a long time coming for him. He has been trying to get them to say the name for a long time, but he was always nervous about speaking up about that. Uh, Can relate. Can I know a lot of people who can relate to that. Uh, So I think it's really cool because there was that whole time where he was just called Ali, and I'm sure that was heartbreaking for him. It was clearly a fight for him to bring back his proper name. And now I'm glad that he can correct everybody and say it right. Mustafa Ali. Please say it right whenever you say it and put some respect on it. That's fucking dope. Absolutely. All right. So that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Linda Kelk along with me, Danielle Radford. Um, uh, anybody else want to plug anything or put anything over? For me, like it's just my normal the honest trailers, blah, blah, blah. Go check that out. Find me on Twitter. Lindsay. Yeah, it's it's books, you guys. It's books, 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 <laughs> books, 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 all books, the way down. books. I got loads of books. It is books all the way down. Uh, I got a bunch of them. Some of them are on sale. Uh, if you go to uh, look at the downloads, a bunch of them you can download pretty cheap right now, which is nice because I know people are looking for entertainment. The UK is back in lockdown, which sucks for them. Uh, but now's a great time to cozy up and read a book, you guys. Uh, so you could do that. Like, I Heart Christmas is 99p in the UK right now on download. And, like, nice. it took me, like, a really long time to write that. So, quite frankly, if you don't download it for 99p, I'm probably going to be a little bit upset. Because um, that's, like, a third of a Starbucks. And that's not cool, you guys. Uh, so, like, yeah, please check out the book if you are looking for some chuckles. And I have kids' books uh, if you're looking for Christmas presents for children. Yes. Uh, that you will feel good about giving them and that they'll be kind of annoyed because they thought it was a toy, but it was a book. But then when they read it, they're like, oh, no, okay, it's a cool book. Uh, so it's a, fun, it's a fun gift to give. Awesome. Um, our producer, Julian Burrell, will see you all in the PS5 in 2021. Good luck with that. Uh, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. And if you haven't gone onto his Twitter, he put up a mini video for his song, um, Sweatpants Spider-Man. Um, it is really good. Uh, Anime Trauma Divorce, again, is a great, great album. Um, if you want kind of a preview of that and you haven't got a chance to see it and you just want to watch something good, it's literally Mike dancing around a living room in a fucking Spider-Man like shirt and it's amazing and you'll love it. And at the same time, entering the gray sweatpants battle royal, uh, which I thought was really good of him. It was very generous of him. I love that man. I love that man. I couldn't make that joke because it felt too horny for a person I know. Um, but I'm like, Michael Eagle, you know what this means. Uh, but it's cool. We love him. We love Michael Eagle. Um, so yeah, go check that out. That is on his Twitter. Um, and you can keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes, along with uh, all the stuff that Julian was talking about putting down in there. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all of your friends. Thank you so much to all of the Max Fund members who make this show possible. Buy our t-shirt if you want to find another way that you can support um, some stuff, uh, some us. Um, you can do so by buying our t-shirt for a friend or someone this Christmas or holidays if you're able to buy a holiday gift, of course. Um, and I think that's it. So we'll be back next week for some more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.